All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to what I think is going to be the last episode of the podcast in this studio. We're moving down to uh, a different studio on the other side of downtown, closer to Wells Fargo Arena, closer to Buzzer Billy's. Uh, that's not really important, but uh, anyways, we're going to move down there soon. Uh, this week, we have the 2022 NCAA Wrestling Tournament. Tyler and I are leaving on Tuesday. We're going to end up driving, which sucks, but I uh, screwed up on the flight deal. Um, it is what it is. Yeah, it kind of sucks, but it is what it is. Anyways, we got a special guest in the building. Last time that he was here, we broke down the 2021 NCAA Wrestling Tournament, and now we're back. It's probably going to be an annual thing, no? Yeah, I hope so. Let's keep it rolling. Yeah, keep it rolling. If you guys don't know, this is Jake Agnich. He is the head coach at Southeast Polk High School here in Iowa. Yes, yes, there you go. A uh, bunch of studs coming out of there, Nate Jezaroga. Um, Joel Jezaroga, the Martinson brothers right now in the past, they've had Corey Clark, they've had, um, Willie Miklas, they've had, uh, the list goes on and on, um, wrestled at Warburg, right? Mm -hmm. All American. Yep. Hit a, hit the applause for that. And the reason why, the reason why I tell you guys all this is so that you guys trust him with your picks. Okay. So we got approached by somebody. They said, Hey, you guys want to do a video breaking down this whole, uh, NCAA wrestling tournament. And I said, absolutely we do. And um, I thought I'd bring in the big dog, the expert. So we're gonna we're gonna break this down. Go from 125 all the way to heavyweight. We're gonna talk about some uh, wrestle stat pools. We're getting ready to put uh, ours together. Uh, we're gonna try to figure out some sort of prize for everybody, uh, or for the not everybody, but whoever wins will get uh, maybe a T-shirt or something like that. Maybe some cash. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't hold me to that cashing. I don't know. We've been handing out too much cash lately. We did the uh, giveaway, the Patreon giveaway. Thank you for everybody who subscribes. Uh, to the Patreon, if you guys haven't done that yet, it's $3.99. Somebody just won $1,000 and two tickets to the NCAA Wrestling Tournament. That's pretty cool that we were able to do that. Um, what else? The Discord. Join our Discord. Link down below. And uh, last but not least, Barbarian Apparel. We just re-signed for another year with them. I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, hit that button. Yeah, they, uh, they've been awesome to work with this whole time and we're excited to keep this thing rolling and um so if you guys need custom team apparel scroll down click the link and uh check it all out last night we went to a night of conflict that was put on by tony hager and i wrestle and the whole team and they were all wearing barbarian singlets they kept calling it barbarian red barbarian blue i love that we might use that for street league which is coming back soon so all right let's get into this uh episode roll the intro Let's start at 125. We did the uh, Twitter spaces the other night, which was really fun. Uh, we had 140 people in there. Yeah, close to it. Yeah. And we kind of broke down like our reactions to the bracket. And we did a little bit of predictions and stuff. It always ends up kind of that way. But this show is mainly going to be the predictions. So we're not really reacting to the brackets, the seeds and stuff. I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit, but nevertheless, if you guys are doing some sort of gambling with your friends, if you're doing a wrestle stat pool, if you're doing fantasy fight league, which is a new thing that's uh, been kind of blowing up, which is pretty cool. I'm going to ask Jake a little bit about my team. See if he thinks I made the right things or if I should go back and readjust the lineup a little bit, but nevertheless, uh, let's talk about the 125 pound pack bracket at the number one seed. We got Nick Soriano, the number two seed. We got Vito Rujal, the number three seed. We got Pat glory and the number four seed. We got Brandon Courtney. Now, if you would have asked me a month ago, I probably would have said Nick, Nick Soriano next question after the EIWA tournament. I I'm rocking with Vito on this one. Yeah. I don't think you're, you're necessarily wrong there. I'm, I'm going to go with Soriano still, but, uh, you know, Vito whooped up on Glory. He does have a win over uh, Suriano in the past in freestyle, so it wouldn't uh, be out. Of, it wouldn't be crazy if if Vito won. But I've still got Suriano here, and I've got Vito beating Glory just like he he did last time. So it'll be interesting though. They they split this year, so I'm I'm interested to see that semifinal match. Yeah, I am too. I heard though the first time that they wrestled when Glory beat him, that Vito was kind of coming off of COVID. Um, so that's interesting. I don't really know if that's, I don't think COVID is really going to be like in play this week. Uh, but you know, there's, there's some interesting matchups here. I talked about this on the Twitter space the other night in the first round, Taylor Lamont and Malik Heinzelman is probably one of my favorite matches in this bracket. Uh, Kyson Tarakina and Trevor Master Giovanni, uh, right off the bat is fun as well. 
how do you see how do you see Terry? Do you think Terry Keene is gonna make the podium? I don't have him making the podium, but that could all change if he beats Mastro again. I know he beat him in the duel this year. I don't know if they hit at Big Twelves, I can't remember. But you know, Kaisen's obviously really good. He could he could make a little run here. I mean, he's he's not gonna be out or just up against it outside of the top probably three or four guys. But I have him losing to Schroeder on the backside. So that's that's a match he could easily win though. What do you think for second round between I had Schroeder and McKee if it came to that? Is that what you had? Yes, I have Schroeder McKee. I, I think McKee in this bracket is set up really well. I think mm. Schroeder is a little banged up as well. Uh, I think he forfeited out of the big tens, which obviously yeah. we don't know what that means anymore. But, uh, yeah, I think McKee is going to make a little run to the quarters and then obviously get whooped up okay. on by Siriano. Yeah. All right, I was curious about that one. That one was a tough pick. I've actually I got McKee making the top six, so call me crazy, but I think he's going to beat Killian Cardinal in that Conti quarters. I don't really see that being that crazy of a pick, to be honest. Killian's, yep. Killian's had some weird losses this year, but he also, I feel like he kind of performs at the right time. Last year, he was an All-American, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. He, I think he ended up getting sixth or seventh, eighth, something like that. But actually, he's got a really tough draw because he's got um, Taylor Lamont or Malik Heinzelman second round. And that's that's just to get to Courtney. So What seed is, is uh, Cardinal? I'm not he's, seeing him right now. He's the five seed. Five seed? Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, you know, Sam Latona being the 24 seed is really surprising. Schroeder and Latona round one. I think Latona has been battling. It seems like a lot of people say that he's battling the weight issues. Is that is that right? So, like, if he goes and wrestles, you know, right off the scales, I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. I think a lot of these guys are sucking weight. I mean, obviously, Suriano's been up at 33 most of his career. And then... You know, Courtney is not very big, but Gloria and Vito are both really large, twenty-five pounders. So, if they wrestle on on Friday night, it'll be it'll be interesting because they'll both have been what twelve hours off the scale and then have to make weight again that next morning. So, it it, it could be a really awesome match. Yeah. So, what's your what's your uh, top top three at this weight? You know, I'm assuming you got Nick Sir. You said you got Nick winning. You got you got Vito number two and, and three. Who is it? Uh, Pat Glory. Pat Glory. I think he beats Courtney in the for third place. But you know, it's a crazy weight. I you know, Courtney last year made a nice run to the to the finals, but um, I don't think he's unbeatable. So I like uh, I like this weight class. So Twenty five is always fun. Yeah, it is. I'm excited to see my boy Drake Ayala Drake, um, compete yeah. too. You have so. him, you have him AA or no? I do actually, and I'm probably a little biased because I know him personally. But I got him beat Mastro to to place for for which one? Drake Ayala. But what what uh, place? Oh, I have him getting eighth place, but eighth. that would Is be that with losing to Courtney. So yeah, him okay. losing to Courtney, and then he beats Mastro to place, and then loses to Eric Barnett again, which that could easily go yeah. the other way after yeah. Big Tens. Let me ask you this: Drake Ayala gets eighth place. Are Hawkeye fans happy or disappointed? An eighth. I think they should be happy, but uh, I know Drake won't be happy with eighth, but you know, I think at this point he's a 13 seed. He's banged up too. And I think if he were to be able to find his way on the podium as a true freshman, that would be extremely impressive. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with everything that he's gone through this year. Got to see his brother wrestle last night. He's a hammer mm -hmm. too. Yeah. Drew's yeah. very good. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, we're going to move on to 133. Uh, this is another weight class. That's really fun. I'm not really seeing very much change from, the past few years at 133, if we're being totally honest. Uh, but just real quick, we got Roman Bravo Young at the number one seed, Dayton Fix at the number two. At the three, we got Corbin Myers. And, or sorry, at the three, we got Michael McGee. And at the four, we got Corbin Myers. And I'm going to take it one step further. At the fifth uh, seed, we got Austin DeSanto. Uh, DeSanto being the fifth seed is probably the most vocal the fans have been about the seeding stuff. You know, the seeding stuff, to me, is one of those things that's kind of stupid to argue about, argue about. The first thing why it's stupid to argue about is because it's pretty formulaic, right? Other than the coaches ranking, which, you know, is probably the most opinionated part of the whole, um, you know, criteria stuff. But what people don't realize is there's a very strict math formula uh, that you can look up and that's kind of how they come down to the seeds, right? Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing for us in high school. The state tournament's seeded, but it's more so like just separated. And it's a formula, and there you get a certain amount of points for certain criteria, and, and that's that's how seeds are too. And if you you know if you don't have quality wins, it's it's going to be hard to get a really high seed. 
Yeah. So, you know, at 133 pounds, I have Austin DeSanto on my fantasy fight league team. I don't know, you know, exactly how the scoring, um, you know, I don't know if he's like the, I'm not picking DeSanto to win the bracket, but the value at, on the fantasy fight league, yeah. uh, app or website is why I, you know, went with him. I'll show the team picks that you can do for it too. That's also who I picked was Austin DeSanto for the fantasy fight league one. Yeah. Just yeah. in his category, he seemed like, the obvious choice in terms of points. But to actually win this bracket, I'm going RBY. I mean, he doesn't really make a lot of mistakes. We've seen Austin DeSanto wrestle him how many times now he's not been able to to beat him. Has Dayton Fix beat RBY before? Do you know that off the top of your head? I'm not 100% Talking sure, but um, I have Fix winning actually over RBY. Winning. Yeah, I think he's looked really good this year. I think the last time they wrestled, he had to make weight in like two or three weeks for the Olympic trials. And I think that kind of played, played a factor. He looks huge um, now at the weight. So I, I haven't beaten RBY, but you know, RBY is so good. That could, that could easily, I could easily be wrong on that. But I think DeSanto is in a very good spot though. I know he should be the three seed, but he's going to beat RBY before he beats Dayton Fix. I mean, just match up. I didn't think his path looked very bad, like all the way to the semis with that fifth seed. No, Corbin Myers is good, but he whooped up on Myers last year for third place, which is kind of funny now that you, you know, he's the five seed. But he's, Mm -hmm. if I'm an Iowa fan, his draw might look a little bad on paper because of Philippi second round, probably, who's who's given really good guys fit or fits before, and he's he's actually has a win over Fix, but. DeSanto majored him maybe last year, and I don't see that changing. And, you know, Philippi's taken more losses this year than in the past. Who who do you think DeSanto has? A, not that this is DeSanto hour. I'm just just focused on my fantasy fight league team. But mm-hmm. who do you think DeSanto has a better chance of beating, RBY or Fix? RBY for sure. You think I, so? Yeah, I just... He's shown that he can get to RBY's legs, and he's beaten him a couple different times, and that was like four years ago. So things have obviously changed, but... I would feel much better about him beating RBY than Dayton Fix. That's interesting. I feel like I feel like you'd want to go the other way. Like you you wrestled the same guy so many times, you know, you don't want to just keep wrestling him. You know, it's like, is he ever gonna I don't know. You know, I I feel I just feel like that matchup where we've seen it so many times is just kinda gonna always go that way, you know? Yeah, it's it, it's hard to beat a guy five times though. A really good guy, you know, in a row. So right. we'll we'll see. I, I I have RBY beating DeSanto again, but you know, he was really close in the Big Ten um to to finishing a shot. So that's all he really needs to do. But you know, he's having a really hard time figuring that out. I'll tell you my first uh my first round matchup favorite is uh Madrigal and Chris Cannon. I think that's gonna be fun. The twenty three seed and the ten seed. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see Magical get it done. Um, what else is there in the first round here that's fun? Um, uh, you know, if you're a UNI guy, Biscaglia and, and Braden Palmer, uh, I think that could be an interesting match. And that's that's going to be really important because I've got Biscaglia actually making a little run here um, to making the blood round and losing to Foley. So. Mm-hmm. But that's also with him winning that first round matchup. And I, that obviously not a given. Um, Chance Rich and Brock Hudkins are both really solid guys. So that that could be an interesting one. Yeah, I like Lucas Bird. I like that guy's energy. I like his fight. He kind of, mm-hmm. I don't know who he really reminds you of, but he was really kind of playing that villain role at Big Tens. Maybe, made, made me a fan. Yeah, I, I mean, I have Bird getting fifth place, so I know he's the seventh seed, but I, th- I think he, there's a lot of value there. He can, I have him losing to DeSanto, which obviously that could potentially be different if they wrestle again. So I think he's got a lot of value. Him and DeSanto both. Tyler, who do you got at 33? Winning? Yep. RBY. RBY. Yeah. So two RBYs, one fix. Yeah. That surprises me that you're going with fix. Looking at it, I don't think fix ever has beat RBY. No. Not that I could find anyway. But yeah. the internet will correct me if I'm wrong. What do you think? <laughs> that changes your mind? Nope. No. I'm dating fix all day. All right. Let's go to 41 here. Uh, another little uh, fantasy fight league plug. I got Nick Lee in my fantasy fight league team. I also have Nick Lee to win it. I just this is kind of similar lines to the RBY. The Sano argument that I had, Nick Lee keeps beating Jay Nyerman. I understand that Jay Nyerman has a win over Nick Lee last year, right? In yep. Big Ten. Big Ten finals. So I think Jay Nyerman has a better chance of beating Nick Lee than DeSanto does against RBY. 
I just think Nick Lee's the healthiest at this weight when it comes to the guys who are in the top three. Um, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. You know, you got you got Nick Lee at the one. You got Jay Nairman at the two. You got uh, Sebastian Rivera at the three, and you got Real Woods at the four. I think this is a Nick Lee show. I'm a huge Nick Lee fan. I've always liked the way that he wrestles. He just kind of attacks. He's solid. He doesn't really make any mistakes, hardly ever. So I, I got Nick Lee. It was easy for me. Yeah, I'm with you. I've got Nick Lee beating uh, Sebastian Rivera in the finals. I think... Have you heard the rumors? I've heard the rumors. I know the rumors. I uh, I mean, I've heard the rumors about both him and Ironman. So right. I, I don't like that they're both banged up. And actually, I, I don't like... Ironman or Seabass's draw, to be honest with you. Uh, Ironman's going to probably have Keyson Clark or Ryan Jack, who he's had a close match with in the second round. And then he's going to have Kale, or Clay Carlson, who I like him is a, lot. a hammer, and he wrestles yeah. really, really hard. Uh, so that could be an interesting one. And Seabass has Chad Red probably second round. Right. And we all know that's not an easy out, especially in, at the NCAA tournament. And then... You know, Cole Matthews has been wrestling really well this year, so that would be a quarter. Can you pull up Chad Red's uh, wrestle stat? I want to see who he lost to this year. Yeah, he's got six losses. I mean, that's a Big Ten for you, right? He had a he didn't even place at Big Tens, right? Yeah, so he had a obviously and he a tough, won it two years ago, right? I think he made the finals. I think he, he lost to it. Nick. Did he? I thought he lost to Nick Lee, but I could, I could be wrong on that. Um, man, that is crazy. This this weight is is extremely good. Chad Red is a you know a nineteen seed. He's a three-time All-American. Right. So. I mean, Stefan Micic is a finalist at the 24 seed. Yeah. This way, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but how you qualify for the NCAA tournament, uh, you have to qual. You know, one of the criteria to get an allocated spot is you have a you have to have a 700 percent win percentage, and it, you can only have a maximum of 29 uh, automatic qualifiers, guys who aren't at large bids, right? Mm -hmm. And then they they make sure that every bracket has. Four wild cards or at large is whatever you want to call it, right? So if there's more than 29, they have to raise their criteria. And this weight, I think, was the highest. They raised it to not 700%. It went up to uh, 0.74. And uh, that's that's why I think that's why like Chad Red didn't get, get there um, and, this, and a couple other guys. But they ended up raising it higher and higher and higher. And it went all the way up to 0.74, which some people who really track this stuff, I don't track this a lot. We did that video where I broke down everything, and that's kind of why I knew this. But according to the people that I was talking to and getting my uh, information from, they said that that was like the highest that they could remember. To simplify all that for you guys, a ton of these guys had more than enough, more than enough for the criteria for the 700% win percentage. So they just kept having to raise the threshold. So this, this weight class is deep. This is one of those ones. I feel like I think Nick Lee being the winner is, is the obvious choice. However, I feel like this is a bracket that could be busted up. I'm I, Nick is like a lock to me, but the rest of them, I could see, I could see, I could see some very highly ranked guys that some people might pick to win this falling way off. Yeah, I think, obviously, if you listen to the rumors about some of these guys being a little banged up, I'd be a little worried if I was, you know, an Iowa Rutgers fan. So, and then, I mean, Real Woods is, is extremely good. He and, is good. you know, Ian Parker, I know, was, I think he was a little sick at Big 12, something like that. So, he's, as a 13 seed, he could make a run. I mean, he can beat Real Woods. I, I'm not picking it, but it wouldn't shock me if that happened. I'll tell you my dark horse would be at this weight is, is which I don't really know if it's a dark horse, but Aliras. I like him a lot. I love Aliras. He's got a really good lefty single. Uh, he actually has a win over Nick Lee freestyle. Um, that it was like four or five years ago. Um, so take that for what it's worth. But yeah, he's really good. I, I have him losing to Woods, but uh, I wouldn't be shocked if it went the other way. And then I also have Aliras losing to Ironman. Um, and I'm kind of thinking I might switch that. I'm not 100% sure yet. All right, so I got Nick Lee. You got Nick Lee. Tyler Nick Lee. Yeah. Are we all in on Nick Lee at this weight? Yeah. Has Hart and Meacheats ever wrestled before? That, not that I'm aware of. That's um, I got Alan Hart in round one. Really? Yeah, me too. I, I watching Meacheats at Big Tens. He looks like he's either banged up or kind of just ready to be done, or a little bit of both. You're probably right. Looking at his seed though, I went ahead and picked him for WrestleStat just because I thought <laughs> it was an insane seed. So but. that's that is <laughs> ton of value there. Yeah, if but, he makes a run. If. Right, that's that's a big if. That's the sucker bet that WrestleStat always gets me. 
I mean, this is the WrestleStack god over here, guys. He got second in the wrestling room pool last year, won himself eight large ones. <laughs> so he's coming to defend the strap. Oh, by the way, I forgot to put this in his description for, you know, we went on and on about his coaching accolades. This guy's a street league champion, by the way. Can we, can we clap it up? Start off the night with a splatle. So he's a WrestleStack, he's a WrestleStack god. He's a splatle god. And uh, yeah, that's why we bring him on the show. He's an expert. Yep. All right, let's move on to 149 here. Uh, 149 is kind of similar to 141. Very top-heavy with the number one seed. You got Yanni Diakamahalis. You got Tariq Wilson at the two. feel like he's been slept on lately. Uh, at the three, you got Austin Gomez. And at the four, you got Sammy Sasso. This is interesting, honestly. Um, I got Yanni. That part's easy for me. But everything else, it's like, how how is it going to actually get to that point? I have no freaking clue. You know, this is one of the most electric weight classes in college wrestling. You got guys like Ridge Lovett, right? Ridge Lovett and Jay Navis in round one. Insane. Uh, Jared Dagan, an All-American, is going to get uh, Yanni in the first round, in the second round, if he if he gets past uh, McDougald, which isn't a guarantee either. Mm -hmm. That's insane. You got Bryce Andonio, Andonian, who's insane. You got Gomez, Sasso. It's nuts. This whole this whole weight class, absolutely nuts. Anything can happen. A lot of these guys are high flyers. They scramble. If there's one weight class that I could tell you guys to really pay attention to, even on the backside, that Saturday morning session, you're not going to want to miss any of these matches. It's going to be nuts. I got Yanni, personally, who's who's your champion at this weight, I'm assuming. Yeah, Yanni, next topic. I mean, he's he's probably my second or third pick that I'm most comfortable like as far as like a lot goes I think he's just I think he's just better than all these guys and he's just you know better at wrestling moves than most of them but the the rest of it could go any way there's there's a ton of really good guys I mean Yaya Thomas is the 19th seed and he's got third last year do you have anybody on this that you're gonna pick to not perform to the highest of their seed um well, it's I mean, chalk for you at this weight. It's not chalk at all, and I went a little chalkish. I think, um, you know, I like I've got Parco and Mirren and and Milner and Love it all placing. I think Love it as actually, I don't like his first round match against Abbas, but after that, he you know he's he can beat all these guys. He can beat Heil and Tariq Wilson, and you know then on the backside you're looking at like a, a Bartlett or a Van Brill to play. So I feel, I would feel really good if I Ridge love it. He's, he's a, he's one of those guys, him and Yaya Thomas are two people that have a ton of value to me. I mean, let's look at some of these first round matchups, right? Jared Dagan versus Willie McDougald, McDougald. I don't, a, I don't know how to say that yeah. exactly, but uh, so that's a crazy first round match. Big 12 on big 12. Gefeller and Ogan Sanya. I know Ogan Sanya is a little banged up. He, I believe he took a medical forfeit or an injury default. Um, at his conference tournament, but both those guys are really good. Um, there's there's a couple other. Um, well, like Bo Bartlett and Colin Rebuto is going to be a battle. Yes, and that's yes. that's you know if you want to talk about the team race, that's that would be big for you and I to take out Penn State there. Uh, Fine Silver and Yaya is a good one. Mm -hmm. Josh Heil and Josh Edmond, another yeah. good one. Um, and then there was another one I felt like oh Ridge Lovett and Jay Navis. Yeah, that one's Ridge Lovett Abbas is going to be awesome. I mean, even Legend Lamer and, and Artelona first round is is interesting. And then, you know, Michael Blockus, one of my boys. I mean, he's a thirty one seed somehow. So that just tells you how crazy this weight is. I mean, he got he's got fifth at Big Tens and he's a thirty one seed. Yeah, being thirteen and thirteen for Michael Blockus is crazy. He's definitely better than his uh, his record there. I feel like. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's just the Big Ten for you. you know, no easy matches, and then. You know, if if you're not hitting a couple early like easier opens, which I don't think you know Minnesota hit very many this year, you're, you're going to run into where where you get a tough you know tough record. Yep. All right, Yanni's all around. Yep. One yeah, round of Yanni's, and I had Austin Gomez for my fantasy fight league team too. Oh, nice. Yeah. Do you get more points if he gets pins? Yeah, I think actually they award more points for technical falls on Fantasy Fight League than pins, but those they are the do. two highest point values. I do know that. What do you think of that? Should technical falls be worth more dual? Because I think it's a dual score, right? Yeah. Except yeah, for those are switched. So, right. Do you think a tech fall should be worth more than a pin? 
Uh, I don't know. I think I think getting a tech fall at the college level is much harder than getting a pin. Right. Just because, you know, you may have get caught on your back or you do something stupid and roll on your back. It's mm. kind of easier, I think, to, to pin someone than it is to tech them. The only difference is the pinning is like, that is supposed to be the goal of a match, right? Yep. So that is, the, if you pin your person, you you achieved the goal of a wrestling match, right? And then right. everything else is kind of like consolation. Yep. So I don't know. I understand though. It's definitely, I think it's a lot harder to tech somebody than to pin them. Mm-hmm. Most cases. Right. No, I understood the logic for fight league. All right, 57 to me is probably, I don't want to get killed for saying this, but I think it's probably one of the more boring brackets only because, except for the finals, I got I got Deacon and Carr in the finals. Let me, you guys already know my pick. If you follow the show, you guys know I'm a big Cyclone fan. I love David Carr. Uh, but I'm going to tell you guys the, the seeds anyways, okay? David Carr is at the number one. You got Ryan Deacon at the number two. At the three, you got Ja'Cory Teamer. And at the four, you got Ed Scott. I will say this as a huge David Carr homer, an Iowa State homer, you guys know this. I'm very happy that Teamer is on the three and not the four. That matchup scares me. I don't think they've ever wrestled before. I believe last year when we went to, or maybe it was two years ago, the Arizona State Iowa State duel keeps getting canceled because of COVID. But the one year that they were supposed to, it was the battle on the baseball field, whatever that was called. Uh, Teamer ended up not wrestling in that dual meet, I believe. So David Carr got the backup. We haven't seen it. I just think Teamer matches up pretty well with David. He kind of matches a lot of his skill set. Uh, I like David Carr's chances against Ed Scott a lot better. However, I'm picking David Carr over the entire field. Real shocker for everybody who uh, who follows the show. Uh, Deacon looks really good. It's just, to me, there's an element to when the lights are bright, you know, the superstars shine, and David is a superstar. Ryan Deacon's been the number one or number two guy, top five guys pretty much his whole career and just hasn't been able to pull it off. And I feel a little bit of, uh, you know, history repeats itself here. I got David Carr winning it. Yeah, I got Carr winning too. He's he's kind of just, whatever it is, he has it. You know, whether it's a clutch gene or whatever you want to call it, he's he's got it. And I think that he's he's going to get it done. This weight, this weight would be a lot uh, more interesting if Austin O'Connor wasn't, you know, banged up or whatever, whatever is going on with him. I know I've heard, I've heard a couple of different things, but you know, him being at the 11 seed, you, you think there's a lot of value there, but I heard uh, he was not looking the greatest at in the finals against Ed Scott. It's crazy that you can have two losses and be the 11 seed too. Yeah. I think part of that's just who, who he's lost to, you know, I, he took a loss to, I think, Peyton Rob earlier. So he took a he took an early loss that wasn't wasn't the greatest, and then obviously he lost to Ed Scott at at um, conferences. I mean Peyton Rob being thirteen and eight this year as well is another one of those. This is what happens when you wrestle in the Big Ten things. I mean he took David Carr at the very beginning of the year. I'll say that I think it was David's first competition, uh, all the way to overtime, lost in overtime. But he's had a lot of really close matches. Um, there's a lot of really good first round matches in this as well as I'm looking at it. Um, let's see here. Uh, Modell and Frantic to me is interesting. I think just that's kind of seems kind of toss up ish to me. Yep. Modell has, has some good wins. Uh, Ben Barton and Josh Humphreys is another interesting one. Ben Barton was a transfer from Campbell. He's a stud. I believe he won it, uh, the Mac, right? At Lock Haven. Lock Haven's in correct in the Mac, right? Um, no, they're not in the Mac, are they? I believe they are. Okay, well then they but he was a, he was a champion and then Josh Humphreys is really good. Josh Humphreys, um, is he the one that pinned himself? He got defensive fault against uh, Navy. Who was he wrestling? He yeah, was a Navy kid. Yep, he Sign- like Signal- literally Signal- rolled across his shoulders and right. Andrew Cerniglia. Yes, say that it. does sound right. Yep. Yeah. Lock Haven wins first Mid American Conference team championship. Dang. Yeah. So, anyways, I think. Um, oh. Jared Jacquez and Will Luan is a very good int- uh, a very good first round match in my opinion. Missouri and Michigan there. Yeah, I mean, I I'm I'm also interested to see what Brady Berge can do out of the sixteen. I That's know, what it is. I know yes. Kale was not thrilled with that seed, and and I don't blame him. You know, he's had a couple wins over Caleb Young, and he got third at Big Tens, and and he's the sixteen seed here. You know, he placed higher than Peyton Rob. He he beat. Caleb Young, and I know it's it's kind of one of those things where he's only had 11 matches, so that probably hurts him a lot. And only what he had like 
probably five matches at 157 because the rest were at 165. So yeah, Tyler, can you pull up the bracket on on the screen for the viewers on YouTube? Yep. You got Brady Berge, Penn State. You got um, Will Luan, Michigan, and you got Caleb Young all in the same from Iowa, all like in the same little quadrant. Mm-hmm. That yep. right there is going to be huge for the team race, right? Yeah, because they're all going to have to wrestle each other at some point. It just depends on when you lose. You know, I have Caleb Young beating Will Luan, which maybe that's just a little bit of the Iowa homer in me. Um, but that means Luan and Bergie are going to wrestle on the backside. So if if Young were to lose to Luan, him and Bergie would be wrestling on the backside there, assuming Bergie loses the car, which which he will. All right. David Carr. David Carr. David Carr. David Carr. Shout out to David Carr. All right. 165 pounds. Before we get to that, make sure you guys hit subscribe. We're on our way to 4,000? 4,000. Yeah. 4,000 subscribers. Hit subscribe, please, if you're watching. Hope you guys uh, enjoy this content. We got more coming. All right. The 165 pound bracket is probably my, either my favorite or my second favorite bracket, just because I think we're all going to have, I don't want to look at your bracket. I think we're all going to have different uh, answers on this one. Uh, Evan Wick at the one. At the two, you got Keegan O'Toole. At the three, you got Alex Marinelli. And at the four, you got Dean, the gritty Hamidi. Oh, boy. I, uh, I'll i let you go first, Jake. I would say don't leave out Shane Griffith at the five either. You know, returning national champ. Absolutely. Um, but I have Evan Wick winning. I He's been on a roll this year. I... I had a really hard time picking between him and O'Toole, but I think Wick's got a better draw to the finals, and so I'm I'm gonna go with Wick. O'Toole is gonna have to wrestle Valencia second round, and then he's got Carson Karchla, and then most likely Alex Marinelli. So O'Toole kind of worries me a little bit as far as like him just making the finals. So I don't want to pick someone who's not even gonna be there. Where Wick, Wick, I'm is looking at probably Shane Griffith in the semis. I think he'll beat Dean Hamidi. And he's beaten Griffith four times this year, three or four times. So I feel pretty good about about Wick winning. I am taking O'Toole, but I think that O'Toole has the hardest two-seed spot out of every bracket. Yeah, I would agree with that. You I know, mean, you, Valencia's tough. Right. Carson Karcher's really good. And um, I mean, it, well, in that court, quarter, too, you have Jake Wenzel, who beat him last year. Right. So... That could be interesting. And then, yeah, Marinelli and O'Toole is a crazy stylistic matchup. O'Toole is all over the place, puts himself in a lot of positions, and Bulls just stays where he's good at. Uh, Tyler, who do you got? Yeah, originally I was going to do O'Toole, but after looking at the bracket, I'm going to go with Evan Wick for the same reason. O'Toole has a pretty tough path there. Yeah, I mean, Evan Wick has just looked good all year, right? Um, you know, joining uh, Cal Poly, leaving Wisconsin. That rumor was kind of going around for for a while there. He took a couple, two years off, maybe one year off uh, to train for the Olympics and whatnot. Then you had all the COVID mess, and he just seems to really be firing on all cylinders. But just what's interesting is you can't ever count out Marinelli. I know he always tends to kind of fall off when it comes to the NCAA wrestling tournament. However, I really like where Marinelli's at in the bracket being the three seed. Don't I mean don't you guys you guys like that? Where yeah. Marinelli's at? Yeah, looking at now, this has probably been the best draw he's had. Right. I mean I'd rather in this one. in this bracket, I'd rather be the three than the two, to be honest. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um Dean Hamidi's been really freaking good all year. It's gonna be interesting to see how he can do at the, you know, at the NCAA wrestling tournament. You got three really tough days. When you're a true freshman or redshirt yep, freshman, freshman, true freshman, I mean, he's fun to watch. He's probably outside of O'Toole, probably my f- most, you know, my favorite wrestler to watch at this bracket, and maybe maybe in all of wrestling. Honestly, he just kind of he just goes out there. He's real loose, and I feel like guys like that they do tend to perform really well at NCAA's because they kind of they're having more fun out there. They're not really putting it on this huge pedestal as much as some of the other guys. Um, I'm looking for him to make a deep run as well, but. At the end of the day, I think this is Keegan O'Toole's weight. I think Keegan O'Toole, pound for pound, is one of the best wrestlers in college wrestling, if we're being honest. Uh, I'm a little bit of a Mizzou homer as well, but he's just fun to watch. He's one of those guys you can be deep in on him. You can even take him down. It doesn't matter. You might be on your back in 10 seconds from that. Yeah, the the thing that kind of throws me off, too, is I think we've 
recency bias with O'Toole a little bit as far as like him winning a junior world title and we haven't seen Evan Wick forever. So I think, and then with him wrestling at Cal Poly, you know, it's not like big 10 or big 12 where we're watching and following along. So I think he's going to surprise some people. All right. Moving along here. Uh, 74 pounds, 174 pounds. It's always a deep weight class. Doesn't matter the year. It's always deep. You got the number one seed, Carter Storacci. You got the number two seed, Mikai Lewis, two national champions. Uh, you got the three seed, Logan Massa, coming back off of uh, retirement-ish. Uh, the four seed, you got Hayden Heidley. And then at the five seed, you got Michael Kemmerer. Any other year, I would say Michael Kemmerer was winning this weight. I just think the injuries are too much. I don't think the human body was supposed to wrestle as long as Michael Kemmerer has been wrestling. This guy has a brace on about every ligament in his body at this point in his career. Um, I'm kind of interested to see who you're going to pick. Try not to look at your uh, bracket, but, I, but I'm but i seeing Sirachi. You're going with Sirachi? Oh, yeah. I think he's just the most... Um... Solid one. I mean, he can win in a ton of different ways. Like we watched him him ride out Massa, and I know that was a pretty boring ride out, but sometimes you got to do that to win big matches. So he, I think he can win in a lot of different ways. I think his his draw isn't super great with Labriola getting the nine seed. I think Labriola is a tough out, but I don't see him beating Starachi. And then obviously, I I think Kemmerer is probably his toughest match stylistically and Kemmer is all banged up. So I'm, I, I have him losing to Hydley, unfortunately, because Kemmer is one of my favorite Hawkeyes ever. Um, so that, that does suck, but yeah, Starachi to win this bracket. Tyler. Yeah, I'm going to go with Starachi. So you have Hidley beating Kemmer. I do. Okay. I do, but I don't feel great about it. Yeah. I just know I watched Kemmer scream in pain when he right you know when he's wrestling ethan smith so that that would worry me against Hydley, who's obviously extremely solid and strong and and physical will hold yeah. position really well and dig under hooks and probably probably not good to have you know your shoulders getting wrenched on an underhooks for seven minutes against one of the best guys from an underhook in the country yeah no that's a scary matchup Let's talk about uh, Southeast Polk a little bit. We got Kay DeVos from South Dakota State. I got to hang out with his dad a little bit over the weekend and some of the South Dakota State coaches. So shout out to the Jackrabbits. Yep. Uh, but Kay DeVos has the 12 seed. He's got Bailey O'Reilly. Um, I'm picking Cade there. I just want to give a shout out to Kay DeVos. Yeah, I'm picking Cade too. And then we also have a, a second Southeast Polk Ram in this bracket with Lance Runyon down at the 18 oh, yes. seed. There so go. he's got a rematch with Mantanona. He's, he's beaten him before, but he's... You know, he's lost twice to him this year, so I'm I'm really hoping he'll get that one back. And then, you know, assuming he when he does that, he'll he'll have a nice little draw on the backside. I think I think both Cade and Lance have potential to to make a deep run here. Yeah, they've never wrestled before, have they? They've always been at different weights. They've never wrestled in college. The last time they wrestled were was their sophomore year of high school. Okay. Yeah. Interesting weight class though. Um, I haven't given my pick out yet, so I am going to differ from you guys on this one. I'm actually going with who I have in my fantasy fight league uh, uh, team, and uh, I'm going Hokies, baby. I'm going Makai Lewis. I think he's going to do it. This is similar lines to the David Carr logic for me. Um, when the lights are bright, the superstars shine, baby. I'm going Makai Lewis. I think he just is another guy who, I mean, when he won it, right, he had like six losses. And he yep. showed up, beat Vincenzo Joseph. Nobody was predicting that. He was like the eight seed at the time. Yep, beat Marinelli too. He's coming off a good win over Hydley in the ACC championship. So I think he's going to keep riding high. I do like his um, seed at the number two. I think he's got a not, – not comfortable. Nothing's ever comfortable, right? But I do think he's got a good path when you look at – you know what some of the other guys have. Uh, Ethan Smith scares me. He's he's real solid, but I'll take my chance with Makai Lewis, man. Yeah, I think that's a good pick. I I had a hard time with that one just because, like you said, I think Lewis and Starachi are both pretty similar as far as they're extremely difficult to score on and, and have good counter offense. So it'll kind of be one of those matches where first person to make a mistake will lose. So, so is that your finals matchup? Yep, Starachi over okay. Lewis. And I don't think it's like a for sure thing that Strachi wins. Yeah. Let me ask you something real quick. When you do these wrestle stat pools, I mean, you placed in like almost all of them last year. You placed in ours, right? Yep. And, you know, you got second in the wrestling room one, which is one of the biggest ones out there. 
what's the strategy? Do you, can you give a little sauce? Um, yeah, I try to get uh, five or six guys who I feel really good about them making the finals and then just hope that one or two of them is like a six or a four or five seed. Uh, so you get some value there. And then you got to get lucky and pick a couple guys who can make deep runs as like a 20 seed. Like last year I had Yaya Thomas. Wow. Um, yeah. And I had had Real Woods also, and I know he made a little run there to like the blood round. So, you know, when you get a couple guys who have really low seeds that make deep runs, you're able to to do really well. And then obviously your horses have to carry you, but you got to make sure you find value. So like here, you know, I think Ethan Smith has a ton of value at the seven seed. I don't, I don't have him beating Lewis. I think that'll be a close match, but I also have Smith making a really deep run on the backside. You know, he's looking at like a plot match in the Concy quarters to get into the top six as a seven seed. I think he's a good pick. Do you have plot as an all American? I do. I have him beating O'Malley in the blood round, uh, but I and losing to Massa. But I don't like that match with Mako's second round for plot. I think that's a really tough match. Interesting. All right, 184 pounds. This is another favorite for me. I don't know if it's favorite for anybody else. Um, but you got Miles Amin at the one, at the two. You got Aaron Brooks at the three. You got Trent Hydley, and at the four, you got Parker Keckeisen. I don't know if I put my pick on wax yet, but you know I'm very interesting. To, I'm very interested to see how this is going to play out. This is one of those brackets to me that you could wrestle five times and and probably have you know five different results maybe. Um, but go ahead and go ahead with your pick first. I'm gonna pick Aaron Brooks. Not a huge fan of the pick. Uh, I think that that Trent Hidley match is going to be extremely competitive. I don't think we're giving, you know, everyone's talking about Brooks and Amin, but Hidley is extremely good, gave Brooks all he could handle last year in the finals. And I think Amin, the match I watched at Big Tens was Brooks winning for about 95% of that match. And this, you know, I think he got a little tired or whatever it was. And Which is, cr- he, he did not look tired at all until he lost. Yeah, but he was gassed. He was at the end. But I thought Amin was gassed the whole time. Yeah, I think part of that's just playing a little bit of a game there, too. A rope-a-dope? Yeah, I, th- I think. I you know, And maybe he's just really, really tough and can get tough when he needs to, which is obviously he's he's extremely talented. But, yeah, I think I think if it's a Brooks and Amin, I, th- I think Brooks wins this time. I think Brooks, though, at the two, is, a, is another really tough two-seed, right? Look yeah. At, look at who's going to have in the second round. He's either going to have, I mean, either Abasad or Hunter Bowen. I'll probably take Hunter Bowen there. But I mean, Hunter Bowen was a two seed last year, I believe, right? Yeah, he was a really high seed. I can't remember. He was a, definitely a top four seed, though. And you know, Bowen's always one been one of those guys that wrestles everyone close. But that's the problem is when you wrestle the sixteen seed as close as you wrestle the one seed, you're you're due to get beat every once in a while. I. A match I'm ex- extremely excited for is Keck Eisen Amin, assuming right, it happens. Yeah. That's what I was just I trying to do. I think Keck Eisen can beat Amin. I'm not going to pick it, most likely. At least I'm not right now. Um, but Keck Eisen's a guy who can wrestle with anyone, and he wrestles super hard. You guys want to know something? Yeah. I'm picking Keck Eisen to win this thing, baby. <laughs> Panther train. Panther, Panther train. train. I'm, I think, I'm in on the Panther I think, train. I think Keck Eisen can do it. I was really high on Marcus Coleman all year. Marcus Coleman's having a great year. Yep. But just seeing the first time that Keck Eisen wrestled Coleman and the second time that Keck Eisen wrestled Coleman, he just opened up the gap. He's looking really freaking good. I'm picking him. The guy's got a crazy gas tank. He attacks, he attacks, he attacks. He's really hasn't really been in a whole lot of danger this year other than losing to Brooks down in Florida. Yep. Was it Brooks that he lost to? Yeah, yeah it was. I think it was three to two. Yeah, one but it was match. close. Yep. Right? And I know that's kind of how like Brooks wrestles. It's usually kind of kind of tight, but I just think Parker's going to freaking do it. I don't know what it is. You know, 184 pound you, right? You got a, you got Drew Foster there and then Drew, uh, Taylor Wong got kind of robbed with the COVID year, but I think Parker Kekkeisen is going to carry the torch for the Panthers and I'm, I'm picking them. And that's not a Homer pick because I'm not a UNI fan. I'm an Iowa state fan, but, uh, I'm going with Kekkeisen. I, I, I really want to, if I wasn't going with Kekkeisen, I'd go Brooks this isn't one of those picks that I'm super confident in. I just didn't want to go all the way to chalk. 
but I'm going Kekaisen. I feel okay with that. That'd be good. I mean, I think Kekaisen's got a lot of value at the four seed. And I think Brooks actually has a lot of value at the two seed, you know. Especially in those wrestle stat pools, it's like a fifty point difference between first and second. So that would be something. Someone to take a look at if you if you feel really good about Brooks or Kek Eisen. Tyler, did you give your pick yet? Yeah, I think I think it's gonna be a Kek Eisen and Brooks finals and I got Brooks. Okay, so you're you are taking Kek Eisen over me then. I feel good about it. I All like right. it. I like it. All right. One ninety seven. So I told you guys earlier, 165 was one of my favorite weight classes, 197. If it's not 65, my favorite, 197 for sure is. At the one, you got Max Dean. At the two, you got Steven Buchanan. I'm interested to hear what you're going to say about him. Uh, the three seed, you got Eric Schultz. At the four seed, you got Patrick Brucky. Um, And at the fifth seed, you got Nino Bonacorsi, who's a NCAA finalist. So there's a lot of interesting matchups in this one in the first round. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and get to my pick. Tell me why Stephen Buchanan can't win. I think he's going to win. He's looked really good. He got pinned by the North Dakota State kid, but that was another one of those COVID situations just coming off COVID. Uh, I'm not sure the lungs were completely there yet, but I think Buchanan can win. I really do. I think he looks really good right now, and uh, I'm picking him. I'm I'm not picking Buchanan. Uh, I think this weight can go You're insane. a ton of different ways. My pick, decide, my pick is, is not good. Um, what happened? I think Warner's going to beat Schultz. Uh, he was beating him earlier this year and then lost at the... the <laughs> <laughs> lost at the last second. Uh, and then I just talked up everybody about how you're this expert. Yeah, well, you can hit me up when when Warner pulls this one off and, and right. gets a W. I I the only one that would worry me is if Brucky beats Dean because I don't think Warner's losing to Dean again. Okay, and I'm this is probably the Iowa homer coming out of me, but That's all right. Buchanan Buchanan is obviously really good. I just that quarter that quarter there with Bastida and, and Elam really scares me, and then Trumbull second round is also a match that. Really worries me. Where I think Warner's got an awesome draw to the to the quarters, and then he's he's shown he can compete with Schultz, and Schultz just doesn't have a ton of offense, and that that would worry me as a three seed. I, I like Warner at the six seed. I mean, the ten and the twenty three, Braxton Amos and Younger Bastida, that's crazy for a first round match. There's a ton of really good crazy first round matches. I mean, Jalo and. Cordell Norfleet's another one. Uh, Aalo has beaten Warner before, and Norfleet, I think, was a two seed last year. And then you also have Lou Dupre and Cam Caffey second round. I mean, Dupre has a win over Dean a couple years ago, if I'm not mistaken, and Caffey beat Dean this year. So that's, I think that one is very interesting. Do you have Younger All American? I do. Which... I, have, I have him beating Tanner Sloan. That is assuming he beats Rocky Elam. Again, uh, for three times in a row. That's another one where it's like, yeah, if you keep wrestling, eventually Elam might beat him. But yep, I think if he doesn't beat Elam, I think he's. Then you're looking at a like a Nino Bonacorsi to place, and I think that match is a lot tougher than you know a Tanner Sloan or a Jake Woodley matchup to place. All right, so I got Stephen Buchanan. You got Jacob Warner. Both wild picks, by the way. Right? I think so too. I think this weight, there's six or seven guys that could win. I'd say most people probably have their money on Max Dean and probably second, probably Brucky. You no? Know? Don't you think most people would probably pick either Brucky's, those two? Brucky's look good. Yeah, Brucky's looked really good. I know he I don't think he started out super strong. I mean, obviously he's got six losses, but he just had a really good Big Ten tournament. Uh, beat Warner twice. So Dean Dean just scares me a little bit. I've watched him sometimes and I've I've thought that he's not super great. And then I watch him against other guys and you know, he looks awesome. So you know who I'm picking to make the semis? Who's that? Rutgers, Greg Bolsack. So you've got him beating Schultz and then Warner. I do. I, yeah. I guess you call me crazy for, for picking do. Warner. I'm calling you a little crazy, I think, for picking Bolsack. I don't think it's the worst pick ever, but. I think it's interesting. Where's, that, where's that come from? What? Picking him. Uh, I've watched him wrestle all year. Um, he was. Uh, I think I won some money on him this year, so I've been kind of high on him. So, you know, I've been gambling with some homies, and I feel like uh, if anybody, I'll ride or die for the guys who make me money. So I'm picking him. Little Rutgers. I feel like Rutgers usually has some good tournaments. I feel like they usually do put a guy 
pretty far into the tournament that maybe shouldn't be that far, uh, at least on paper that is. So um, not super confident in that pick, but that's one of those things that we talked about earlier with those wrestle stat pools when you're trying to find value in those guys who aren't seated so high. And uh, that's one of them. I don't, I, I don't have him on my fantasy fight league team, but you know, uh, I might, that's a guy that I might pick on my uh, stalemates wrestle stat pool. Tell what did you say? No, I was just gonna say I think the bottom half of this bracket is a much better spot to be in than the top half. I think Dean Dupre, Bonacorsi, and Brucky are are all extremely good and and all capable of winning. Where on the bottom, you never know. Any given day, you're looking at a different result. Pence over Schultz again? <laughs> I don't. That, I don't that have it. It's not even probably gonna happen. Um, right? It shouldn't happen, but you never know. I think Pence is real banged up too. Yep. Tyler, who do you have winning this? Uh, I got Buchanan, and I don't really feel like that's that crazy of a pick. I mean, I just feel like, you know, Wyoming, and he's kind of flown under the radar quite a bit, right? I mean, he's he's been really good. If you really pay attention, you know who he is. But I just feel like at this weight, it doesn't help that AJ Ferrari's at this weight and everybody kind of next topic this weight all oh, year. Yeah. So no one's really debated this weight for the most part. And then when Ferrari was kind of out, it was kind of like, all right, well, this is the Max Dean show. He was, you know, the next guy up. And Buchanan was kind of farther down. And now watching him wrestle, I feel like he's kind of up there. He's in the mix. He's beating good guys. And 97 pounds at the Big 12 was deeper and tougher, in my opinion, than the Big 10. So being the champ there, to me, kind of is a no-brainer. But you got Warner, I got Buchanan, and you got Buchanan. So I guess I guess maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe it's not that crazy to pick him. But I, I, don't, I haven't heard a lot of people say his name, so I'm picking him. I think he's like the... the- the new thing that that people are picking just with this weight being so up in the air. I think he's really solid and he wrestles really hard. Um, I think the Penn State factor will come in here and you know Max True. Dean will probably find a way way to win. You know, so we'll but we'll see. I'm mean, this like you said about 165. This weight is right up there with a bunch of guys that could win. I mean, Kale's gonna kale, right? He always <laughs> seems to get his guys ready. Kale will kale. All right, 285. Um, we got Gable Stevenson at the number one. At the number two, we got Colton Schultz. We got number three, Tony Cassiope. And at the four, we got Greg Kirkvliet. I'm picking Colton Schultz. No, I'm just kidding to win this way. I'm picking <laughs> Gable Stevenson. I'm pretty sure you guys are too, right? Gable? Yep. Gable? Yeah. All right. The Olympic gold medals is going to be insane to watch. I'll say this before you guys tune out of this show. I really hope if you're there in Detroit, you don't leave early. To watch him if they end up ending on 285 which i don't really know for sure how the finals are gonna look nobody does yet sometimes they like to switch it up and make the most entertaining match of the night the last one however i hope that gable gets an arena full of wrestling fans stand on their feet giving him a standing ovation to me this felt like a like a kobe bryant year for him when kobe bryant retired he went around to every single arena they all gave him praise, appreciation for what he's done for the sport. I really hope Gable gets the same uh, treatment in our sport because he didn't have to come back this extra year, and he did. He could have went on and made millions of dollars. He's going to end up doing that anyways. He delayed all that. He's a young kid. Um, he's been in the sport for forever. And uh, you know, watching him win the Olympic gold medal was one of the highlights of this entire um stalemates venture that we've been on just being able to kind of watch him i don't know him at all we've never interviewed him never really talked to him but i'm a big fan of gable stevenson super easy pick i'd say for most people you know people will do those little pools where you pick the champs and then you rank the champs and you're most confident your least mm-hmm. confident this is a unanimous across the board gable stevenson's gonna win it it would be insane for anything else to happen so let's move on what other crazy stuff's gonna happen in this weight bracket i like the five seed wyatt hendrickson he hasn't really wrestled anybody. He got taken down right away from Luke Serber from Oklahoma State in the finals. I think Luke kind of timed the whistle. Seemed like, I don't know, he kind of came off the gate firing, and then it was the Wyatt Hendrickson so show from there on out. I'm really curious to see where you have him at in your bracket. First of all, tell me who you have in the finals, because I know your champs at Gable. Yeah, I have uh, Mason Parrish making the finals, which I know he's a seven seed. He's probably the best seven seed in in the tournament. I think he matches up really well with with Schultz and Cassiope, who I the other guy I have in the in the semis on the bottom half, and I think he's gonna figure out a way to get it done. I think the you know Michigan needs him to make the finals. 
Um, I mean, this is another big team race one, right? The team race could come down to heavyweight too. So this might keep people in their seats. Yeah. I mean, that, and I think that part of that maybe went into my, my iffy Warner pick last, last weight was, you know, Iowa needs someone to step up. And I think at this weight, Iowa and Michigan need either Cassiope or Paris to step up. And I think Paris has the skills and the ability to do it. I know he, for whatever reason, he can't beat Kirkfleet. So it was probably the best thing that could have possibly happened to him for him to fall to the seven. So he's probably, he should be thanking Wyatt Hendrickson quite a bit for having the season he's had. But yeah, Hendrickson's awesome. Him and Gabe Christensen used to wrestle in high school quite a bit. Gabe get him? Uh, Gabe beat him in, I think, in freestyle or Greco at um, in Akron, Ohio, for cadet trials. Like, I'm not 100%. I know he beat him once, um, but Hendrickson's been on a roll. Where's he from? He's from Kansas, I believe. Um, that sounds right. Is he a big Greco guy? I don't think he was a big Greco guy. Christensen was a big Greco guy. Yeah. But Hendrickson was always a really good athlete, looking right. really good-looking kid, and he was smaller than that would have been like two oh five or some so a weight somewhere yeah. around there. He does not look like a heavyweight. These not like hardly any of these heavyweights anymore look like heavyweights. Colton Schultz is probably the only one that yeah, kind of looks like, like you know out of the top yeah. five Shots or six. Fired. Yeah, Shots fired. <laughs> actually, Jordan Wood too. He's God. you know. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I mean, these heavyweights nowadays are just. Did Kyle Snyder kind of start that? Kind of, kind of start to trend to like. like he's kind of like first new era. Like you can be an undersized guy because before Kyle Snyder, it was like I mean, he could have been a one ninety seven pounder. I mean, Adam Kuhn was huge. He yeah. looked kind of heavyweightish just because of how big he was. You the, had, one of the first ones I remember is David Zabriskie for Iowa State. He huge. ended up winning a winning a title, uh, but he I think he only weighed like two twenty. Right. Oh, you're saying one of the smaller guys? Yeah, he yeah. he was small for a heavyweight. Obviously, he's giant jacked but yeah he's huge yeah um yeah this weight though you know it's going to be interesting to see how the backside i think plays out more than anything because again this is one of those one of those team race weights to be honest um i mean i have cassiopeia and kirkley at wrestling for third and and that could you know if you're talking team race if if things were to get real crazy and iowa have some guys step up that could be a match that decides a lot yeah in that third place match imagine if Imagine if it did come down to that and the Saturday morning session was packed. Be nice. Yeah. I would hope yeah. it would be. It's kind of crazy that that round is is always not super well attended when you got some of the best guys in the country wrestling, but probably a night night out before thing. Yeah, definitely, for sure. Saturday night's always like I feel like Saturday morning people are kind of spend it to kind of sleep in and they just hit the bar all day. And yeah. the finals is just there's no other there's not a better night all year. Than that well and it's it's to me my favorite round of any tournament is the quarters and the semis and that happens on friday and so you know friday night people are all worked up and ready to rock and roll and then they're ready to go out and have a good time on on friday night get ready for the next day so i think that goes into it but yeah i've i think mason paris can make a run here feel really good about it who do you have for your other finalist ahead of you um let's see here i got gable i don't know this is a bracket that tough. I haven't spent a lot of time on. I'm going to go Cassiope. Okay. Yep. Well, actually, no. And I'm not going to say why, but, oh, man. I'm going to go Paris. I think Paris. Sorry. I forgot about something else. I'm going with uh, Mason Paris. You put me on the spot there. Yeah, my <laughs> bad. I'll go with Schultz. <laughs> the people at home might might. Ask about that one. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The The first round, though, you got Hilger and Zach Elam. That's that's a good first-round match, right? Yeah, it is. Gary, I, Tr- Gary Traub, Gaston Gary, and A.J. Nevels. That's interesting, right? I, I think a match to watch in the second round is is Lucas Davison and, and Matt Stencil. Yes. Just something to think about. Matt Stencil pins everybody, uh, not named Gable. And Lucas Davison's a, one of those smaller heavyweights who used to be a 97-pounder. got to get past though. Yeah, that's actually a tough match. I didn't even see that, but uh, I I think Davison poses a lot of a lot of issues for a lot of these heavyweights because he's smaller and, and he's strong and he's fast. Yeah. All right. Um, now, last but not least, if you guys don't know, you can go to fantasyfightleague.com and play this 
fantasy sports. Fantasy sports are like the biggest thing in like the gambling gaming space in the past probably 10 to 5 years. Fantasy Fight League has done a really good job of making it pretty simple for wrestling fans to do. I encourage you guys to do it. Uh, you can scroll down and click the link that we'll put in the description and you can play against other people. You can win insane prizes. Let me see if I can find um, some of the prizes, but you know, Oh, right now. So if you get first place, you get a flight to worlds. I don't even know where that's at, but that can't be cheap. Um, you get a free account for life. If you get second insane value there, you get Ruda shoes. If you're third, Dan Gable autograph, if you're fourth, um, and then it goes on and on, you can win a bunch of other gear. So, if you guys want to play some games and have some fun for this upcoming NCAA wrestling tournament, I highly encourage you to join fantasyfightleague.com. Um, that'll be fun. Also, join our WrestleStat pool. We're going to give away a prize to the winner, maybe second, third. We haven't figured it out yet. We'll figure it out, though. We always try to make it right for you guys. So, uh, Jake, I appreciate you coming on the show. Another show, uh, another year, right? So, we're going to hopefully do this more often. Jake's, uh, you know, he's an avid fisherman in the off season, and uh, he's a teacher, so he's got summers off. We might have him do some freestyle content for us, hopefully. Yep. Um, he, he freaking follows that stuff like a hawk. It's insane. He's a guy that... I, one of the guys that I text when I need to know some information. So, uh, again, appreciate you for coming on the Warner picks crazy. Everything else I like, uh, Tyler, uh, anything else you want to say? You got, you got, you're dropping the, uh, night of conflict video this week, right? Yep. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. We got some good content coming up. Got a night of conflict video coming and then we'll make something for while we're at nationals as well. Yeah. So if you guys haven't, uh, subscribed yet, please hit subscribe, drop a comment, let us know where we're wrong. Um, let us know where we're right. And uh, feedback is always good. Also, shout out to the Patreon members. Like, comment, subscribe, all that. We'll see you guys in Detroit, hopefully. Oh, last thing, if you're in Detroit, Thursday before the evening session from 4 to 6 at Hockey Town Cafe, we're doing a social with Ryan Warner from Wrestling Changed My Life. We did one in Iowa City before the Iowa-Penn State duel, and it was so fun. So stop by. We'll have prizes and everything else. So uh, see you guys next time.